I'm Ray. Have you guys been seeing anything? Anything fun? Anything fun. I saw an insane earwax extraction, which led me down like earwax extraction. I would love to get on that TikTok. It was fucked. That's a horror of its own kind. And probably like very closely related to like pimple popping TikTok, which I'm sure exists, but I just haven't personally seen. Ooh, some TikTok? that really fucked me up was this guy he was making a smoothie and he was putting carrots in it mm-hmm. and instead of <laughs> instead of cutting the carrots he was like chomping them in his mouth and then just spitting all the bits out yep and i was like that is both insanely disturbing and, and also correct. genius yeah. i've like, done that before the like yeah and, and like the noise like here i'll play it so i've chopped the, the microphone i've definitely chopped things with my mouth <laughs> okay, so it's a man leaning over a blender. Why? And the caption is just, it's efficient. And honestly, that changed my whole worldview. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been liking, Amanda? <laughs> what have I been liking? Oh, let me check my likes. That's what I was just going through, and then I remember that. I actually haven't been... You know, okay, I'm kind of over this whole time warp scan trend already. Oh, I do have Tim to Burton. say. What's that? There's, like, an effect on TikTok called time warp, and it can go, like, vertically down or, like, over horizontally. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Um, And a lot of people have been doing the Tim Burton face, but I did see a non-binary person use it to pinch their breasts away so that then as, like, the scan finished, it was, like, a picture of them completely flat-chested. Whoa. And I was like, that is what, that is how we can use this technology That's interesting. I saw this some, is how we can use this technology to help people. I saw someone do it to look like a military horse girl wife, and it was a big forehead, high gum line situation. Or low mm. gum Oh my god, I saw that one. <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> it was so accurate. It was extraordinarily accurate. I was thinking about cutting a horse tattoo a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so glad I didn't, because I think the horse girl oh memes are like, really They're coming brutal. out right They're now. They're only going to get more brutal. They're only going to get worse. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about what I've been looking at on TikTok. First let's of all, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Alright, so there's a video of a guy, and it's this song. I want to talk about a video that you've probably already seen. It makes me really sad because even if those people he's stepping on died almost 100 years ago, they're still people. I did some digging, and based on the gravestones in the video, I found he was in Pioneer Cemetery in Boise, Idaho. And I don't want to talk about him, but I will be starting with the first- It's someone duetting a video of a guy, like, dancing to that song in a graveyard and she talks about the history of the graveyard and how it's like really disrespectful and I think it's interesting in what other context would somebody I mean I guess people would still be doing that but it's weird to me that a video like that went viral and that nobody was like wait this is a little bit 
not cool. Like, I'm wondering whose feed that's coming up on. Well, did it go viral in part because people were commenting probably that it was disrespectful? Maybe. I don't or know. just you know, I feel like I feel like I've definitely seen just like bad TikToks go viral on purpose because people want to go in and comment on it, and that's how the algorithm feeds itself. That's a good point. But yeah, that's my spooky TikTok contribution. And I was thinking about it because I was in a historic graveyard over the weekend, and I was like, should I be worried about like posting pictures of myself in a graveyard? Like, is that going to be considered disrespectful? And I think that, like, because the photos were kind of on, like, a pathway. Yeah. And the graves were, like, in the background, but, like, pretty far away, and you could barely see them. I think that's all right. I mean, it's a a public space at the end of the day. Yeah. And then, like, there's this other thing, too, of graveyards as public spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're very familiar with the one here in Brooklyn. Greenwood Cemetery. Thank you. Um, acting really as like a beautiful public park to walk in and I think it's one thing to literally be dancing on the graves of the dead and like in that video you know the person is like back flipping off of gravestones that yeah. are very old and probably very fragile rather than just enjoying a walk through you know what could be a public park turned into a graveyard or vice versa which i think is a beautiful way to you know turn a graveyard into something the community can enjoy yeah so what i'm saying is like a photo of you walking through a graveyard on a picturesque fall day is very different than this person like backflipping off of someone's final resting place but i think it's also something that goes into like the greater idea of tiktok and instagram and other apps like it putting people into unfavorable situations to quote like get the gram Mm -hmm. um like i'm thinking a lot about just like the, the sheer amount of like people who have been injured or killed in public parks stepping over barriers just to get that like perfect picture mm-hmm. um and i know is that, that a real is... phenomenon you're referring to people yeah. died getting the picture yes absolutely wow. wow and yeah i think that as we've like been planning this podcast we've talked a lot about like the good that's come off of especially tiktok but other like social media net- websites but i think like this obsession with the aesthetic has just made people blatantly disrespectful of land of other people yeah and in this case you know like people's literal final final resting places right because it turns everything into a prop for whatever exactly. like performance you're trying to do which is not always the way to treat things in the world obviously yeah. um yeah no that is interesting yeah i will say on the flip side i did see a very nice gravestone related tiktok where someone oh. is going to a separate cemetery Apparently, for free, just on their own time. They're not, like, an employee of, like, a park commission or something like that. Oh, I know and what you're talking about! And they are scrubbing down the really old gravestones oh. and, like, taking, like, taking a little toothbrush to them all, getting all the, like, moss and all the stuff off it, and then taking my favorite tool, which is its own separate trend on TikTok in general, taking a little power washer, one of those little, like, power oh, pressure hoses. Oh, yeah, the people cleaning their and, decks and stuff. And cleaning oh, yeah. off the stone, which I just thought, like, first of all, extraordinarily satisfying to watch. And second of all, it's funny, like, some of the windows into people's, like, on the flip side of what you just said, Ray, you also get a, a window into just truly altruistic people. And sure, I guess they're doing it for the content as well, so you can't maybe say it's 100% out of the goodness of their heart, but... There are a lot of people out there who just seem to be doing small things throughout their day for no other reason other than, like, 
it's a kind thing that they have time to do. Yeah. Which I also appreciate. What's interesting is I just searched um, gravestone cleaning on TikTok, and there are actually multiple people doing this. I thought it, you and I maybe just saw, like, one TikToker, and I'm sure there's ones that are... Um, particularly popular. Particularly popular. I mean, I even just saw a video that was, like, Grave Cleaning 101. To your point, like, TikTok brings up these, like, corners of people's personal lives that we might have had any idea about. Yeah. And how, like, beautiful is it that they're using a platform to share this passion of theirs, which is, the I mean, the ultimate respect of the dead, taking your personal time and your personal resources to right. clean off someone's gravestone. I mean beyond just like how aesthetically pleasing it is i felt particularly moved to like finally be able to read the person's name yeah once the name was revealed after all the moss had been like in layers of just grime had been peeled off that gravestone yeah yeah it is sort of a beautiful thing these are not spooky versions so you know take it with a grain of salt but i have also seen there's one guy in particular i'm thinking of whose handle escapes me if we find it after the fact we'll we'll include it in the show notes but there's a guy who lives in, I want to say Washington or Oregon, and his whole thing is going out and finding shrimps that have been infected with a particular parasite. He digs them out of the sand and removes the parasite every time he finds one. And there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of them, and he's just strolling the beach every day saving the little shrimp. Again, Whoa. just because he seems to care about this particular issue, and he seems like he may have some kind of background in, you know, marine biology or ecology or whatever the fuck that would lead you to know about that parasite but it is he is just like in plain clothes like walking on his own time doing this and like showing everybody what it looks like and it is like crazy to see him do it like the parasites are freaky looking actually maybe this is spooky after all (laughs) but it is just kind of amazing like people doing that kind of stuff just all the time and you would never know and now in a way tiktok kind of acted as a sort of educational view into that person's world and you know now i know about the shrimp yeah i i just think it's like it's given an opportunity of um to see these like very small windows into people's lives and i actually just found the parasite guy his username is jake.pnw oh there you go um and there's i mean there's so much that Like, this is the way that it, like, really moves me is that there there are things that people are so passionate about that we would have absolutely no idea. Right. Ooh, I just watched him remove it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little scary. So, actually, actually, that was a very Halloween-related Ooh, ooh, that gave me, like, chills. And then he threw it and, um... He throws the shrimp. A seagull! No, he, he threw the parasite. Oh, he did? I think. Well, he usually disposes of the parasite because he doesn't want them going back out into the... Oh, world. then then maybe he um threw the shrimp, but but he's like a young guy. He's not like you yeah. Know, he looks really young. I actually, as you were explaining this to me, pictured him as like this this old man like strolling the beach out of like the kindness of his heart. No. But it is just like a like a young dude, probably our age if not younger. Yeah, all the examples of this kind of dude that I've seen, and weirdly enough, a lot of them live in the Pacific Northwest. I wonder if it has to do with sort of the marine climate around there but there's another guy who just like kind of teaches you how to make your own little ecosystem so if you find some sort of like creature you have a place to put it and like grow your own little biome or some shit like Mm -hmm. that and yeah they're all just like young people showing you how to do this but they seem to have some kind of background in it which i do appreciate well like truly their passions i mean even just thinking 
I've seen, I've got a lot of like lizard rehabilitation on TikTok and like poisonous snake rehabilitation on TikTok. Um, There's also someone I've been really liking whose username is at Philly Death Doula. If you don't know what a death doula is, it's pretty much the idea of how, you know, a traditional doula helps someone transition from the phase of being pregnant to then being a mother. Physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, A death doula provides support for someone going through a phase of life and to death Mm -hmm. um, and helps the family. And I think it's like a really beautiful practice and something that like I've personally done some research in. But it's really cool that this person is just kind of talking about how they support grieving families and people who are learning that they're going to die. Yeah. Again, kind of using the platform for good just to talk about like the process of grief in a really beautiful and profound way. So anyway, those are my spooky adjacent findings but for uh this halloween episode those are crazy and truly what is scarier than the transition into death i am truly freaked out yeah i'm moment. sorry i can no, tell you're okay. very tense <laughs> no, that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's just wild i'm glad that's not on my for you page so a tiktok there is a there's a tiktok that amanda and i have been that's been fucking me up amanda and i up um, I'm not going to play it um, because there's not really a lot of, like, audio. Um, but basically, the username is at uh, Lizimopedy, L-I-Z-E-M-O-P-E-T-E-Y. Um, she, in it, she describes a family trip that she took, a road trip, and they stopped for gas and snacks around the Arizona border, I believe. Um... And when they went into the gas station, um, all these foghorn sirens went off. And the locals and the employees of the gas station were like, "It's you guys have to leave right now. You need to leave now. And started yelling at them. And then they get into the car, drive away. There's this very intense fog rolling in as this happens. And after they get out of the fog, they look at the map and they don't see the exit and the town that they stopped in on their maps. Which I remember hearing on a different podcast, they were talking about someone was like, I had that experience and a lot of other people have had that experience. Yeah, if you look in the um, the comments, there's a lot of alternate universe rip in space-time sort of theories that come through. I also like really need, I love this, <laughs> this comment um, that just says commenting to stay on disappearing downs TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, this is like actually like a phenomenon that a lot of people have experienced and that you can read more about on websites like Reddit and stuff. I have to say, this is a scary phenomenon that I would love to experience. Yeah, there's (laughs) even a comment here that says, I have a family member who was driving on I-77 in West Virginia, suddenly got dark and she was two hours away, but six hours had passed and she has no memory of driving. See, that sort of thing though... Like, I do think as much as possible we should chalk things up to, I suppose, like, more natural phenomenons. Like, people do have shit like narcolepsy or, like, you know, periodic amnesia. Like, I don't know. There there is something that could explain that away very easily in my mind. A disappearing town that multiple multiple people have experienced. And the fog. And the foghorn is, like, always a feature of it. Yeah. really weird. Although sometimes I do really wonder, like, especially in our digital age. So, like, I consider myself, unfortunately, one of my 
perhaps character flaws. Maybe it's not even flaws. Not necessarily positive or negative. Alexa, although you're perfect. It gets me in some trouble. Thank you. Is that I am, I am very gullible. I will believe things that people tell me. I just basically will believe. And it, it does not usually strike me that someone could be lying. However, I do try to keep in mind that in these times, I do think there is, which is somewhat unfathomable to me on one level, but I do think there is an impulse in certain people to just make shit up online and be part of the thing that's being made up. Like, I do wonder if there is just this sort of myth that people just really want to participate in and so that they are. I mean, we watch enough reality TV to know that that phenomenon <laughs> exists. Like, we That's know fair. that I'm married at first sight. What's her, uh, what's that woman's name? Shit. Oh, what is Why her fucking about... name? What is her name? Season, what season are we on? Seven. Season seven. And she was stalking her ex-boyfriend? Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> uh, what is her name? I also think that, like, as someone who, you know, as someone who has seen ghosts before, when something's, like, Mia. when something's super, Mia, we, we know that because of Mia, I'm married at first sight season. We know seven. that liars we are out there. liars will lie. Also. We've all met a liar. <laughs> uh, it's more about the, the, the mass coordination of the lie that right. I think is... Well, I mean, QAnon. Like, we've heard of it. Like, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Like, people, I think, do like to do that. But I also... I think that, like, with Supernatural stuff in, in particular, this is how I feel about my past, like, ghost sighting experiences, is that you see something, and you know that, like, something happened and it was weird, but your brain can't really figure it out right and the thing that your brain goes to immediately is like oh you saw something or like it was made up right basically Mm -hmm. and then you never fully have like a concrete memory which is also an interesting thing about memory is like you can have a concrete memory of something that literally did not happen right yeah or you can have a very ephemeral memory of something that did happen i mean yeah. our brains are literally trained to not store trauma like there is no way to know like i've definitely had scary kind of like haunted house type memories but it's just like literally was i just scared and now forever that memory is just me feeling scared and so i think like there was something to be scared of the whole time mm-hmm. you know what i mean as you were saying that amanda about your experience i don't really just like see something that often that's not a, like an explanation that i give myself for many experiences but when it's something like you know that feels very wrong in my body then it's just it's just something i don't know where i'm going with this but i just i just mean to say like fuck i don't know <laughs> no way to trust a memory no way to trust a memory no way to trust our own perception i mean i also think of I know there's, like, some scary movie or something that actually Joey is uh, has told me a lot about where someone in the movie um, just keeps, like, seeing this, like, spider, but because she, her brain literally cannot perceive, like, the horror, it's actually, like, a, like a demon or something, Ooh. but because she, like, her brain literally cannot, like, see it for what it cannot is. Cannot see it for what it is, she perceives it as just, like, a spider. 
that's really interesting. Well, I feel like that movie, The Fourth Kind, kind of does that because the aliens turn into owls. And I don't know if they're actually... That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yes. That movie is actually strangely very scary. Um, hard to say why. Well, I can say why. It's I mean, just fucking scary. I mean, it, I mean, I think it, like, it makes you lose trust in your own perception. Yeah. Because if my brain is literally wired to not store traumatic memories and to help i mean like all these things serve a purpose like if if i saw an alien and my brain was like that's an owl it's to protect me from like the shock and that i would probably go into witnessing like a true alien Yeah, yeah yeah um but in that way can i trust my own perception no no you can't unfortunately although do you guys believe in like being hypnotized and having that stuff come back that's actually what they do in that movie is they do like a bunch of hypnosis and the person like can actually describe what they saw under that kind of space i mean that's basically the whole concept behind like edmr is it not yeah is that real i know people who have actually had a lot of um success success with it yeah and kind of piecing together traumatic events in their lives um what is edmr it's um let me look it up real quick because I actually didn't want to get it right. Um, anyway. Shall I explain EMDR? Yes, please. Yeah, explain it. All right. EDMR. Okay. EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It is a form of therapy that is meant to... Uh, the, the claim of it, is my understanding, is that it cures, literally cures, the operative word, PTSD. Which is not something that people usually say about mental illness in general, that you can cure something. It cures PTSD. So the defining hallmark of EMDR is that you are, you're in your therapy session, you're talking to your therapist and you're describing, actually you don't even need to describe. You just are thinking of whatever the traumatic memory is that you have. So obviously that could happen in regular talk therapy, that could happen as part of exposure therapy, whatever. The hallmark of it is, is that your therapist is moving their finger or a light across your eyes like this and you are following their finger back and forth from left to right as you think through the memory and i guess like there's probably a couple different explanations for the psychosomatic effect of what's happening there i think some people say that it's meant to mimic like your eyes going back and forth like that mimics something about REM sleep so you're able to process the memory as a dream. Oh. Some people think it allows the left side of the brain to actually self-soothe you during the memory. Some people say, like, it is nothing more than just, like, pseudoscience slapped on top of what is actually just exposure therapy. And the added physical stimulus gives you a little bit extra distance from the memory to be able to actually approach it. Whatever it is, the idea is that through doing both this mental exercise plus a physical exercise allows your brain to re-experience the memory and actually properly store it. Because with P- PTSD, trauma causes like all these like fractals right in your memory, mm-hmm. and you can never actually move past it. But with this type of ther- therapy, to put it very reductively, you finally process it as a safe memory, more or less, that you can oh. actually just move past, and it cures your PTSD. Here's your anxiety going forward. Whoa, I would love to talk to somebody who... I might have a friend who's gone through hypnosis, but she went through it for, like, testing, like, standardized testing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that might be a little bit different, but... Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I've done, like, hypnosis exercises before, um, but this is very different in terms of, like... 
I mean, I, the hypnosis made me think of it because there is, like, this, like, left-to-right kind of motion, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me think so of, like, the trope. it's different It's different, different. from hypnosis. Okay. You never go into, like... You don't go in a hypnotic state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but it does kind of mimic the, the like, trope of, like, left-to-right motion. Like, you are getting sleepy, especially right. if it's supposed to, like, then mimic REM sleep was even, like, an interesting layer of it. But, anyway... It's interesting. Trauma and the brain and How do we Halloween. Get on this? We can't trust nothing. Well, we were talking about that spooky story, right? Spooky and I story. heard that you have a a spooky story. No, nah, I'll save my spooky story for elsewhere. Save it. I'll save it. Save it. I'll save it. Save it? I'll save it. Okay. okay. I can quickly tell the story. I mean, if you want to tell the story, like, it doesn't have to be podcast. Yeah, story. yeah. I just quickly want to tell the story. Okay, so I asked if she believes in ghosts. And she told me, I don't really even fucking remember what she told me, but basically she told me that she did have one ghost experience, which was that the house that her dad still lives in, like her family home, she has a memory of being like eight and for years being really afraid of a crawl space in their basement, really, really afraid. And her mom at the time was like really into like, no offense, voodoo magic and shit and woo woo stuff <laughs> and was gonna do some like smudging she was like oh yeah we've got a bad presence in here and like my daughter is afraid of it so let me do some smudging and mm-hmm. so she goes down into the crawl space like does her little thing and then comes back up to <laughs> day and is like all right i took care of it like we had a bad thing in there and now it's gone <laughs> day looks at her and she's like was it the rocking horse her mom was like yeah it was a rocking horse she's like a red and black rocking horse she's like yeah, it was a red and black rocking horse. There was no rocking horse down there, but both of them at the same time had flash of rocking horse in their head together and agreed on it. And nobody knows why. Scary. Ooh. What does it mean? Weird. Yeah. I love that. I image. also feel like, though, it could be like they having this image and her mom just being like, uh huh, yeah, sweetie. Crawl spaces, though. What? Terrifying. I have, there was What's a crawl space in my. I have recurring dreams about the basement of the house that I grew up in constantly. Okay, Alexa can go to sleep now. Thank you for uh, tuning in. It's been a good discussion. And we'll see you next time. Sleep tight. (laughs) Bye. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. You scared? I'm a little scared. Why are you scared? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like there's not one.